Well, I have a wonderful electronic invention I want you to see. It, it looks something like this. This is Power Couple Financial Podcast with Ariel Gonzalez from Arrive Financial and Insurance Services and his wife, the 403B doctor, Adela Gonzalez. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Ariel and Adela provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Power Couple Financial Podcast with Ariel and Adela Gonzalez. Hey, how's everybody doing today? This is Ariel Gonzalez. I am the host of the Not Your Average Financial Guy podcast. And with me today, I have the pleasure of uh, just having a conversation with an old friend. We've been friends for uh, a little over six years now. Uh, former Major League Baseball uh, starting pitcher, was in the big leagues for, how long have you been in the big leagues for, Colby? 11 years. I was in the big 11 years. He pitched in the MLB. You pitched in Japan. If you guys don't know who he is, he is Colby Lewis, a Bakersfield native. What high school did you go to? North High. North High. So yeah. what is that, the Stars? Stars. So that's one of the original Bright, high schools. shining stars. <laughs> <laughs> So the cool part I'm going to tell you guys, the best thing I, I've learned about Kobe over the years is that baseball is actually second to him. Uh, family, he, ha- he he holds his family as the number one priority, and, and he shows that by his example and just by the everyday conversations that I've had with him. Um, and so that's probably one of the most attractive things to me with just about him himself is, is baseball is cool, but it's the fact that he is just just a real dude and so man i appreciate you coming on the podcast colby oh thanks for having me it's awesome yeah so man do you understand what you achieved throughout your career like the level of success and just i wish i I would achieved a little bit more (laughs) so (laughs) felt like i could have played so where did you feel like maybe you fell short at like what's that next level you're trying to get to um i think just years wise i felt like i still could have had a chance to compete a couple more years and um the league and uh the way they kind of Everything was kind of progressing, kind of how it is now. You just see so many more older free agents on the market that just aren't getting paid. Yeah. And um, you just get to that age of 35 plus and they just start to, they start weeding you out. And so age of 35, so at 35 in, in Major League Baseball, is like that's like you're, like you're downhill now. Well, People are starting I to mean, kind of put you on the side. Unless you, if you haven't established yourself, for sure. But even at, if if you're not really putting up the, the numbers, the great numbers, or you, you're not in that long-term deal to put you at 40 years old, like a pool host or anything like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it just kind of, your body slows down, you're more injury prone. Um, you don't have those fast switch muscles anymore. So it, uh, it's just part of the game and you just, um, you have to realize it, but you don't want to, you know, yeah, right. you, you don't want to like take it in right, that, right. That, that it's all coming and went in, you know? So let me ask you in the beginning of your career, your style was probably a lot different than it was the last few years of your career. Oh, absolutely. I, I, yeah, I threw gas when I was younger and I got drafted. Yeah, it's. Uh, so when you were coming up good. and yeah. you got drafted, what were you throwing? Uh, I hit 100. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. You really yeah. did? You hit 100? Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. with control, though, right? You weren't just beating dudes. Well, like, uh, I thought I had control of it. <laughs> but most of the time, I broke in the league when I was real young, 22, and 
um, yeah, it was just just trying to find where I fit fit in. Really, it was it was one of those things where you go out and have a great outing, and then the next outing you go out there and walk four or five guys. Um, it just there was no consistency to my game, and um, just the, every time I took the mound, I felt like I was kind of um, trying out in a sense. Mm. You know, you're still not, trying to prove yourself. Yeah, that you belonged. It, yeah, that was you know that that uh, that was supposed to be there. You know. And instead of just going out and being comfortable and letting, you know, letting the game develop and, and understanding it and just, just put way too much pressure on myself when I was young. Yeah. So let me ask you. So you were talking about you broke into the league at 22 years old. Yeah. Man, I don't even know what the heck I was doing at 22 years old and you were, <laughs> you were throwing gas. So what was your route to get into the big leagues? Um, well, like you said, I went to North. Um, I actually had Tommy John surgery, missed my senior year. Uh, so in high school, you already had surgery on your, on your, your, pitch your elbow. Yeah. Okay. Um, so missed my senior year, went up and saw Coach Payton up there at BC, at Bexville College, okay. and um, hit 90 after my freshman year, Went and then uh, just worked out a bunch. Me and uh, a name you might know, Andy Padilla, uh-huh. he was a center fielder for us up there, and so it was like me and him, we'd meet up in the offseason and go go lift at the old 24-hour fitness up there on Oswell, and, and, uh, and just got bigger, you know, stronger, kept growing, grew two and a half inches out of high school, so... Um, but so between yeah, so 18 and 19, you grew two and a half inches? Between 17 and almost 19, yeah. So I grew two and a half inches. And wow. Yeah. So um, so I was around 6'4". Six, six, I got drafted at 218, 220. Um, so I came back my sophomore year and was thrown in an inter-squad game. And Coach Payton came up to me and asked me how hard I was throwing. I was like, I don't know, 90, 92. I, that's where I was, you know, 90 at the end of the, my freshman year. He's like, he said, you hit 96. I said, oh, well, that might open some eyes up. So uh, just continued to get stronger and uh, got drafted. I was the first pick by the Rangers in 99. What, 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 what? Uh, Supplemental pick, 38th overall. 38th overall. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, 38th in the country. So, uh, so were you expected to go that high or you I was kind actually, of like a surprise? No, I was actually because uh, at the time San Diego um, had two picks back to back. I think they were like the 24th and 25th pick and they were supposed to pick me in one of those picks and they didn't. So I slipped. Do you know who they picked? Do you remember the names? Oh no, you don't even know. Yeah. They never made it to the, yeah. league, the yeah. league. No, I don't. I mean, I just forget. You, you know, forget. I mean, there was only forget how many guys that were in the league that in my draft year when I was still like when I re- retired in 2016. There was only like two of us or three of us that were still left around in the '99 draft, something like that. So, but um, yeah, I mean, baseballs it gives you a certain amount of time and. Yeah. And hopefully you take advantage of it. And so then the Rangers picked you up, and and then so what was next? They just put you on the bus and say you're going to start single A, or what? what was crazy is like just being you know um, growing up here on the east side of town, and I had the very first time I was ever on an airplane was when I was actually getting recruited to go to college. So very first time I got on an airplane, I went to Arkansas, and that was the first time on an airplane. So um, you nervous? I, yeah, heck yeah, I was nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, but I actually wound up signing. I was going to uh, go to Long Beach State, but my dad, we lined up all these trips. So school. you went to Arkansas, didn't sign there, but you were going to go to I went Long to Arkansas, State. LSU, went to Texas Tech, went to Nebraska, all these uh, big baseball schools just because my, my dad was like, hey, you're going to go experience it. Even though you're going to sign in California, he's like, go experience and go on these trips right, and take, take advantage, advantage of it. it. You know, yeah, went, to, yeah. get, went to see some cool football games, Nebraska, Texas. Oh, wow. When, uh, so they're whining and dining you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you get to hang out with all the students and all that kind of stuff. Bro, so, you yeah. and I graduated about the same time. What are you, class of 97? Yeah. Okay, I'm 96. I honestly don't remember you being that big of a name, though. Yeah, well, I wasn't. I was just 
I mean. So I, then you're telling me within a year to year and a half, maybe even a little after high school, like you just burst on the scene. Well, I mean. Pretty, I'm just trying to get yeah, to the point. Much. Like, what was it, bro, that made people like put their eyes on you and say, "This dude's got something." Like, what was that? Threw real hard. Yeah. So what happened was is that Coach Payton, there's like a little junior college type of um, all-star. He brings his best guys down. It's in Loyola Marymount. Um, I don't know if they're still doing it down there or not, but it was like me, Octavio Martinez, um, uh, Todd Henry, and I think Andy Padilla went down there. Mm -hmm. And you bring like three, four guys. And so um, there's a bunch of college scouts and, and, um, you know, I'd say a handful of major league scouts they go down there and so they look at the you know the best junior college guys in the area in the valley so we go down there and I was the one of the last guys to throw and these cows my brother likes to tell a story they start to leave and you know and and so he's convincing hey stay 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 my brother hasn't thrown yet so I get out there and and do my thing and I hit 97 and and then so it was it was kind of like everything blew up after that it was like all the colleges, all the pro scouts, the all reader. the letters, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, my mom saved everything. I just got the bin the other day when we're helping clean out the, the garage. Wow. Yeah, just that's awesome. Tons and tons of like handwritten. So, letters and what stuff. was your GPA like in high school? Were you one of these like scholar athletes? No, 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 no. no, no the I was, I was actually in between. I um, like again with one of those bins that my mom gave me. I was in between. I looked at it the other day. I was in between like a two seven and a three two throughout my whole. You, so know, you were just kind of yeah, like just you were an bad, average, average student, just... yeah. You know, mixing a D there every once in a while, in like algebra or something like that. You know, yeah. wasn't great at uh, a lot of things. Um, uh, didn't really know, but like my son go is going through it right now. Is like uh, really severe dyslexic, and so looking yeah. back, back then there wasn't back as many people. Yeah, helping. you just didn't you just didn't realize it. And yeah. and looking back on kind of like how I am now, still don't like to read, still don't like to, mm-hmm. uh, but I can talk and have a good time and do all that kind of stuff. But um. Like, like, I, you know, basically self-diagnosed after going through all these tests with my son. I'm like, well, shoot, I was dyslexic. That's, that, what that's, wrong what, that's why yeah. I couldn't focus. That's you why I couldn't, you know, do all the, yeah, stuff. retain the information and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So I had to work really, really hard, especially when I got into college, just constantly going to teachers, asking for extra work, you know, to try to keep my grade up. Um, you know, I would, uh, especially I would go to stu- in high school, I would go to my teachers and be like, and I, I feel like when you give that extra initiative, mm-hmm. especially from a kid that wants to learn, yeah. you find teachers going, oh, yeah. yes, absolutely. Yeah. You know, they, they want to help instead yeah. of the kids goofing off and, right. you know, being and a they jerk need the in help, class. But yeah. the teachers don't see any kind of uh, effort yeah. on their Yeah, end. exactly. So, but yeah, that's what kind of student I was. I was just one that just. So you did go to college? Yeah, two years. So where'd you go? Long Beach State? No, just Bakersfield Junior College. So yeah. then you only played JC. Yeah. And then from JC you went you got you went to the Rangers. Right. So then where was your first stop when you got drafted? Pulaski, Virginia. Pul- I've, I've never even heard of that. Yeah. Pul- yeah. Pulaski, Virginia. Pulaski, Virginia. Look it up. It's a little little blip. It's it's uh, real close to like growing out. So is so it like, is it the, the the similar to the type of demographic of Bakersfield? Um, no, it's real like it's the like the Appalachian Trail basically. It's real super high big mountains uh, area. Um, really really nice people uh, back there um it was uh it was an experience i mean it was like we had a brand new locker but the i felt bad for the guys especially the visiting clubhouse and the guys in the previous year um because it was like chicken wire lockers 
Oh like my it's just goodness. yeah, just <laughs> my, yeah. Minor league baseball is like one that you don't. Now it's like we're spending so much money, investing a lot of money, like with the organization with the, with, <laughs> with the range with the Rangers now. So, but That's I mean, awesome. yeah, you don't want to be in the minor leagues. I mean, it's like you don't get paid much. My very first paycheck, uh, two weeks, I took home um, three hundred and. Every two weeks, it was three hundred. I made six forty, so it was three hundred twenty dollars every two weeks. So you were a professional athlete making yeah. three hundred bucks every two weeks. Yeah. So there was there was eight of us. We lived in this old like convert restaurant, and then she converted into like four bedrooms, kind of like a like a like an apartment style. Yeah. And there was and each guy was two to a room, and we all had blow up mattresses, and we were there for two and a half months. And that was just like a short season A. Wow. And it was mostly for college guys and, and right. uh, older high school guys. Yeah, but at that point, you didn't care. You had no family. Were you, yeah. were you, were you, were no. you dating your wife yet or no? No. no. Not yet. Not yet. So you had no kids. No. So you were like, whatever. I yeah. mean, I'm just. Yeah, I'm wake up. Literally like minor league baseball. The life like, was baseball. Stay up late. Play video games. Wake up. Go get some Subway. Go to the ballpark. And you eat so half. Was, so did the, the Rangers like provide you food and stuff? or? Well, then it was like peanut butter and jelly and maybe some like soup that was let out. That was it. So that's all you're so gonna. So it's get. nothing like it is now. No, like these dudes come no, now. like our organization full goes from top to bottom. Like, like we have our health. Uh, her name's Stephanie. She goes through every organization, gives every uh, team um, a, a an allotment, an allowance for food. Like all these power foods now, everything is laid out. Like it's it's uh, it's pretty in depth now. So. So the, the the major league baseball players coming up right now will never have the chicken wire experience. Um, yeah, you still will. Like in certain ballparks, there's still some old ballparks out there. That so when you see a guy, Colby, that's been in major or minor leagues for 13 years, like career minor leaguer, yeah, yeah, career minor leaguer. I mean, living the dream, still living the dream. You still get to play the game that you love, and and it, I mean, there's still. I mean, when you start to get older, like you you will make more money, like. Say a guy that um, I don't know is in Double A. That's you know twenty eight, twenty nine years old. He might make seven, eight thousand dollars a month. Okay, okay. For so for six money. months, you yeah. know what I mean. So yeah, you for make, half a yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. You might make forty, fifty thousand dollars for yeah. six months for a half a year. Then you got to like go get another job or something. What a lot of other people don't understand is that so now say you're twenty eight, twenty nine, you might have a baby, you know, and yeah. then you have that. Now it's your, you want your family with you. Now you have to afford your place that you're living here in Bakersfield. Mm. And you have to afford the place that you're living in, mm. whichever city you're living in, and the meals, and you know. So like, you're actually paying for two lifestyles. Basically, yeah, and that's and that's where I feel like the majority of my money throughout, like that I wanted to spend my money on, like I wanted to spend money on flights to have my family come in and out. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted them to experience, you know, to go to the big cities, New York, Chicago, you know, um, come to Florida, go to like I wanted them to see all the things that I was seeing. So yeah. especially as the kids got older. Yeah, and I remember that. I remember when uh, you and I had first met, uh, your kids were still young enough that they didn't have to go to school. So I remember you would, con- like, just all-star break, you would you would either come home or you'd fly, you know, your wife and the kids out to Texas. Yeah, and, especially for summer break and stuff. Yeah, yeah and yeah. They, the kids would be with you all summer, and you guys would hang right. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a little different now, though, because your kids are in school. But well, the cool part is you're retired. Yeah, yeah, and I and I love, I mean, like, now, I mean, I love waking up, I went, um gives my wife an extra 15 20 minutes for her to scroll through her phone and get her get, get her get her get her uh her instagram uh fix fix and all that kind of stuff so um i wake up get the kids ready and and um uh, do, do the uh do the lunches and everything else and then, wow, you're the but man. she she um um she really enjoys like having something to do so um 
she actually donates well not I shouldn't say donates but she makes a, a tiny little paycheck she substitute teaches at at uh, our kids school oh, okay. that's what she's doing today um you know um it's something that she can you know and have, have a little bit it. yeah have a little bit little bit of a motivation to yeah she kinda, feels like she's yeah, contributing yeah, in some way yeah that's awesome yeah. so how long were you in the minor leagues before you broke out into the majors I was in the minor leagues two and a half years. Okay, so then you did you go all the way single, double? So, no, so I made the jump. Um, I went to Pulaski, Virginia, and then then very next year I went to high single A, and then that I came home and that's when I met my wife, and then I went, we went to double A in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and then the very next spring training I made the team out of spring. So you went from double A to, to, to the majors, big, big leagues, big league jump. Does that happen often or not? I mean, I was in the big. I, I think I was up for like eighteen days, and then I didn't throw the ball very good, like in. So they brought and you stuff. up. And, and so so I was up for like down. eighteen days in in April, and then they sent me back down, and I went to AAA. Okay. So and I was up for about three and a half months that year. Hey, so I remember this gentleman. Uh, I forgot honestly, I forgot his name. So I was, uh, I, I met him as a kid, and he played minor league ball for a while. Right. And he was a local guy. And he was telling me that a lot of the times the best players don't actually make it to the majors. Um, it's because it's a lot of it's political. He says a lot of politics. Well, I mean, not necessarily. You put the numbers up, you can't. There's no denying that. So, so it might be some. Yeah, there might be a little bit. Of maybe resent, his way of, of back, a consolation, yeah, the yeah. fact that he never made it, he got the call. Well, I mean, I kind of, I kind of feel, I feel that way. Yes, I was blessed, and I was a high pick, and and you know, signed for a good amount of money, and. And, but you still have to. I mean, you still got to perform. Yeah. You know, I yeah, mean, you, you can't gotta. you can't go out there and throw eighty five miles an hour and, and have a, a six ERA and in, in a ball and think I'm going to go to the big leagues. Yeah. You know, so um, you still got to go out there and, and and do your thing. You know, it's uh, it's a numbers oriented game, especially now with the, the way the analytics is going. I mean, that's like the new turning point in the yeah, game. Yeah, because now they're dissecting di- everything. Oh, like launch everything. angles, spin rates, everything. I mean, yeah. it's like. It's crazy. So pitching really guys is the are running around now. the outfield with 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 uh, sheets in their back pocket to see where they need to play guys and everything else. Oh yeah, so it's uh, the game is definitely evolving and changing. And, That's and, awesome. Yeah. So you you got drafted and then I know that you spent a couple of years in Japan. Yeah. How did you go to what happened? How'd you end up in Japan? Money, man. <laughs> so, really? Yeah. So we're talking about money and, and on this podcast and that's what. Uh, Basically, that's what it was. It was so just, Japan. The Japanese teams offered you so much money that you're like, I won't live overseas Li- for two years. Life changing money, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So um, it was like, like you said, with family. It was just like I just we just had our son in 2007. Uh-huh. Um, uh, actually, his birthday was yesterday, so 12 years ago. Um, and he, um, it wasn't about me anymore. It was like I got, I got to do something. You know, I mean, it was, it was me and my wife, and and then then this. This little this little guy comes along and I'm yeah. like, man, I got to go make money, you know. Yeah, yeah. So and I was just kind of like at the point in my career where um, I was still trying to do too much when I got the call call back up to the big leagues and then I was just lights out in AAA, and um, uh, kind of a quick story. But my financial advisor is uh, they're up in Walnut Creek um, Capital Advisors and they um, he goes to his high school reunion and he runs into a guy that played in Japan and now is a scout for one of the teams, Hiroshima Carp, the team I, I wind up playing for. And so they get to talking, hey, what are you doing? I'm a scout. Hey, I'm an advisor for baseball guys. He's like, oh, he's like, what, who are you interested in? He's like, he goes, he says, well, Kobe Lewis. He goes, wow, well, I represent Kobe Lewis. And he's like, so it wasn't even my baseball agent. 
Wow. That wind up kind of like it was your advisor pushing your this. Advisor. Yeah, my financial advisor at his class reunion. So um, he's like, "We need to get you know, we want to make an offer. We want to bring him over." So um, we just negotiated the deal, and I went over there for a two year with the club club option for a third. And and uh, and um, what kind of a contract did you sign over there, man? Uh, <laughs> give me give me with some numbers. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's not all, exact. It, just give it, me a ballpark. Uh, Let everybody in the podcast know that to go over there and play. Yeah. In with all my bonuses and everything, everything. else, it's like just ballpark. Huh? Ballpark. Mm. <laughs> About three and a half million. So. Okay. Yeah. That's so, awesome for a couple for, years. Yeah. So. That's sweet. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I mean, so then you're probably like Andre the Giant in Japan. Yeah, well, I mean, it's 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 kind of funny. You sit on the bus or you stand up on the bus, I should say, and just because everybody or, in Japan's walk, like what yeah. five six. Huh? Everybody in Japan's like what five six? <laughs> I shouldn't say five six, but they're. I mean, it's a smaller culture. Yeah. I mean, you got you know that. So, um, and but yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. I, I was an all star both years, set the strikeout record both years, um, uh, and um, led the ERA one year. And but yeah, I mean, it's like baseball's their number one sport. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, like my wife and I. She's six one. She played basketball. So we. Like we walked down the street and my son was real blonde. Oh, you guys are like, and so yeah, it'd be like they, you know, they everybody. Even when, even when I came guys. back, even when I came back from Japan, everybody still called me Colby San or Louis San, right? <laughs> so because I played in Japan, right? So but it'd be like you know, that's awesome. Like a guy be walking down the street and be like, he'd be like Louis San, <laughs> And that means like Gambatane is like like good luck, you know, oh, wishing you well, uh-huh. you know, like you know, fight on basically, you know. That's awesome. Yeah, so it'd be like yeah, it was it so was did, pretty. Did crazy. you pick up some J- Japanese as you? No, were no I mean I I forgot I've forgotten a lot. How do you walk? I mean, your we have translators. We have so you have to yeah. walk around the translator and well not really not necessarily once like especially my second year once you get adapted you know the places you can go oh, I see. especially you look for a younger generation of Japanese because they, they they it's like Spanish here especially here in the valley or whatever um, is like their number one thing that they teach in high school okay. is English over there though mm-hmm. so it would be Spanish for us right mm-hmm. so you try to find the younger generation because if they're fresh out of high school to where they can understand a little bit more English and so, oh, um, but you run into somebody that's older. I mean, they don't have yeah. any English, you know. Yeah. So, so you're trying to like. Yeah. So you go. You go into like a say. You go into um, like a like a a Walmart over there for them. Um, you like you're trying to find a younger girl to talk to say see where you want where things are, you know. Right. Um, but you usually like ordering food and stuff. You get really good at pointing, you know, because there's a lot of pictures. Yeah, you know, you're like, like ah, take that. Take yeah, that, you know, and then yeah. you just learn your numbers and stuff like that. But on uh, what you want, but. Yeah, so, so did you those two years though? You were really memorable. Like you enjoyed. You enjoyed oh yeah, I thought I was going to finish my career over there. My wife wanted me to stay over there, and that's because I was just doing so well. Yeah. And making great money. How was and the level of competition over there? It's in between AAA and the big. Because I know Japan's pretty. Yeah. They're. I yeah. mean, they're. No, good they're, over they're, there. It's, they're. It's a great league, and um, I feel like you can face a guy. You can face like probably a third of the lineup. Could all be all be guys that could play in the big leagues over here, mm-hmm. and then there's a third of the lineup. That are that are like, you know, young kids and definitely minor league minor league players, you, right. like low minor league players. Yeah. And then there's kind of like that the remaining third that are kind of, they're they're just really good, probably triple A players over here, but not quite big leaguers, you know. Right. So, um, and I played in the kind of like the National League side, so I got to hit and all that. So did you 
uh, any other American League or any players from America go over there and play that that maybe you recognize? Yeah, you're so you're allotted um, three foreign players per team. Okay. So in the big on the big league staff, okay. I think it's three or four, but they're um, and it doesn't matter whatever foreigner. It, it you could be Dominican, you could be Chinese, Taiwanese, doesn't matter. If you're not Japanese, then you're considered a foreigner. Right. So. There was a couple of Taiwanese guys over there. Um, um, shoot, there was mostly there were some Dominican players, um, but they try to find like the the older guys that have had three four years in the big leagues and just kind of want to make some more money, but have great power or right. still have a great arm, right. you know, because they love the guys that throw a nice, true, hard fastball. Um, that's one thing that appealed, you know. So did you develop a pretty big fan base over there? Yeah, yeah, a huge fan base. It was awesome, man. You'd go out and warm up the whole, like, like they have cheering session, sections. So it'd be like the right field would be, like, all your cheering section. Like, they would stand up, trumpets, all that kind of stuff. Big, really? Big so flags, kind of like yeah. the way soccer fans do it here yeah. where they're blowing trumpets yeah. in the stands yeah. and yeah. drums. And yeah, yeah. It, uh, like, one of the best ones, in, and each time uh, a new hitter comes up, the, the cheering section has a cheer for that guy that's coming up to the plate. And one of the best ones was like the whole crowd would get like, you know, you're talking 40,000 people would just get quiet. And then once one solo trumpet guy just starts wailing. Right. And then it's like, dee, 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 dee. and then it'd be like, um, Oh God. And the whole crowd goes, Oh God. Like, it's like, <laughs> it's awesome. Like it gives me goosebumps wow, right now. I'm thinking about it. You cool. know, like, it's just yeah, we don't do it, that here. Yeah, I know. It's like and, you know, everybody's got their you know rap song or country right, song right. or whatever they're the coming. Walk up, walk up music yeah. and they're popping their head and yeah. you know getting used to it or something like uh -huh. that. Like no, it's like full on. Like they pick a song and like yeah, it's pretty cool. That's yeah. cool. So then you were two years there, and then what made you? What was the deciding factor, man? I mean, your wife wanted you there. Guaranteed you wanted contract. To be there. Come home, man. Yeah, it was guaranteed great. contract. Guaranteed and who contract. was it with the Rangers? With the Rangers to come okay. back. So and I had had history with them, you know, yeah. like and I felt like kind of unfinished history because right. I didn't really perform to my level. So you feel like you kind of owed them yeah, some time. Yeah, you know, and and there was still a lot of familiar faces, you know, in the clubhouse and with the staff anyway. Yeah. Um coaching staff and training staff and that stuff. But um yeah, and it was just uh, I had a um they gave me a 2-year guaranteed contract um with a 3rd year club option to come home. Mm -hmm. And my wife, she she didn't want to take it. She wanted to stay back over there, and uh, but she was going through. Um, uh, she had, she had, she, well, she had, she has it removed now, but she has. Um, I remember you telling disease. me about yeah. that. So um, I'm like, no, we're gonna get home, get you back on big league insurance, yeah. you know. And so if anything comes up, like we're gonna be covered, like with some of the best insurance. In, so when you're when you're just to go back to Japan real quick, when you're with Japan, I mean, being that this is a financial podcast, I mean, what are they? Is there a different type of setup over there? I mean, what are they teaching you guys about your money at that level? I mean, so I was fortunate enough when I first got drafted, they would take your top round picks. It would be like, it was like me, like I remember Eric Hinsky and a couple other guys, um, you know, like from different teams, right. like your top three picks, top three rounders, five rounders um, that would go and they send you to this, to this uh, thing in New York. And it's like basically learning how to sit at dinner table. I mean, it's basically like learning how, which fork goes where, learning how to speak. Um, really? Yeah, it's like- So it's like, a, almost it's, like it's, finishing school. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's a, they, you go for about, uh, I think I went for about a week. I think it's a week long. And um, Kyle Ripken uh, spoke to us, um, but it was like a, um, 
you know, learning how to like they small little blips. One day would be like on financial. Next day would be like, okay, how to speak to the press, what what to say, oh, not to I say, see. how to sit at the dinner table, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it was just yeah, it was just kind of basically polishing you, right? Because you are. A probably representation a of, representation of because you're going to be interviewed a lot this next spring because you're one of our top picks. Yeah. You know what I mean? They don't want you to look like a jerk or, you know, an so, idiot standing so up So there. talk to me a little bit, bro, about, I mean, I mean, going in and you're starting to make, you know, good money as a Major League Baseball player. I mean, what, what's your knowledge base? I mean, are you just trusting somebody with your with your retirement? Or, I mean, how, what's the knowledge base on that? I mean, what are what do players do at that level? Um, basically, I mean, you hopefully you you develop a, a good you know uh, repertoire with with the, with the guy that you've you've chosen right or that you've picked. And I'm to, sure at that level you guys right. have the choosing of whoever you want to. Right, there's to a lot of guys that want to go out there and they want to handle your money, right. you know. And you just kind of have to make sure that you're gonna you know pick the right guy and yeah. then you know and then how things go and how you know what you really kind of want to do with your money because ultimately it's your money. Right. You know they'll they'll and they'll fill you out on right. what type of guy you are and they'll be like hey. Here's your, you only get an allotment. You only get ten grand a month to spend. That's it. Because some guys need that. that oh yeah, absolutely need that restriction. They'll put it on their credit card. They'll do stuff like that. I've played with players like that yeah. and be like, dude, I, I can only my advisor will only allow me to spend this much because because I love to spend. You know, um, it's because uh, you have these kids that that just come from some some come from having money and some come from having nothing and they get and and you see both sides like that have the money and they'll still want to spend a bunch of it. And then you have kids that came from money and now they've got some change in their pocket and now they want to spend it. And you, and the, you also see the opposite side where yeah. like, hey, I ain't spending nothing. Yeah. But there's a lot of, you get up there and the next thing you know, guy rolls in with a new Mercedes, guy rolls in with with a, you know, brand new, the the new BMW, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, and they were yeah. like, ooh, that's nice. I want that. Right. Boom, there's 90, there's 120 grand. You know what I mean? Like yeah. bang, just like that. When a guy's making league minimum, everybody looks at it like league minimum is five, 525 550 now whatever it is uh-huh. 530 how or much something. of that are you actually keeping so listen yeah so you're in the highest tax bracket you know whatever the i think what are we the highest tax bracket 38 yeah. percent something like that right yeah so you take that half million you take four call 40 now you live in california right your residency in california there's another 13 50 percent of your pay, paycheck now you're 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 looking at 250 right 240 right right around that age, yeah. 260 maybe maybe yeah now you're gonna go out and buy a hundred twenty thousand dollar oh, car right now now what are you sitting at hundred and twenty thousand dollars now you want to still go out to dinners you want to go to this thing now you got a four-year apartment where you're staying at wow. there's another forty thousand dollars so wow. at the end of the year you're looking at what are you taking home forty fifty thousand dollars yeah i mean if, of, if, if, if you're not if that debt. yeah and then you want to go out and buy nice suits yeah. because you're traveling you're doing this and you're doing that you got to live up to the lifestyle what live people up to think it needs to be like Exactly, and now now you, you're looking at basically your whole paycheck for the year is almost toast. Yeah. So, so so let me ask you: you don't have to drop any names, but what is one of the like most during your career one of the most crazy purchases somebody that you were like, oh my gosh, like this is just like the million dollar dog, or what was like what was just like I, one of those stupid I've, purchases I've, that I've, you I've, thought was insane? Yeah, I haven't I haven't re- um, not necessarily you, but like yeah. just people that you've maybe in mind, not name drop or anything, but. No, I mean, like, um, guys would just roll in, like, you know, I mean, I've seen guys roll in with, you know, a dollars $500,000 car, you know, like, you know, the, the, whatever that, that Carrera, Porsche Carrera GT, CJ Wilson bought one. I mean, he had a great contract, so you yeah. can, you can yeah, afford yeah, it. Yeah, you got can, a fat contract. Yeah. So, I mean, and it was badass car. I mean, yeah. excuse my language, no, but no, I mean, it's, yeah, it, I mean, it was an awesome car. So, yeah. um, 
But, um, I mean, back in the day, I mean, you used to hear all these guys in the 90s and stuff like um, Ruben Sierra walked in one day with a tiger in the clubhouse. I mean, like, <laughs> like it was like, yeah, I mean, I, it was, I think it was Ruben Sierra, but uh, uh, don't quote me on that. But, um, but yeah, you just, you just see guys go and, and you're like, dang, you know, yeah. like, but I mean, when you, when you look at it, like, okay, you're making 12, $15 million, you know, and you buy a car like that and you hold on to it for six months or eight months and you turn around and sell it for exactly what you got in it or because there's only X amount of produced and you're probably going to wind up making, you know, a little bit of change on it. Um, You know, I mean, I don't, I didn't look at that like a crazy purchase, you know what I mean? So, but like a little different. Yeah. yeah, I didn't look at it like, oh, dude, you just blew half a million dollars. I looked at it like, oh, he's going to get his half million back in another year. You know, like it's not that big of a deal. it, uh, I don't know. I didn't just, I think it's just the, like, just the, the crazy spending, like guys, guy walk into Louis Vuitton and I'm like, and they'll walk out and I'm like, dude. And like the shoes, the belts, the, the, you know, like the bag, the backpacks, like, and I'm like, dude, I know you just dropped like freaking $15,000, dude, you know? And I'm like, you're making, like when I broke in, in, in 2002, the league minimum was 200. So, wow. yeah, and the, wow. very, the very next year, we got to jump to 300. And I thought, I was like, oh, my gosh, yeah. I got a $100,000 bonus just because we had a, we signed a new bargain agreement mm. um, for the league minimum. But that league minimum was like for three like three more years, it was like 300 grand. And, um, and uh, but, yeah, I mean, like the jump just in the last 15 years is, you know, it's it's been up, you know, 300 and something thousand dollars, you know. Um so yeah, I mean, you just—I just never purchased anything like that, you know. I mean, yeah. if I did, then—but it, it was at a point in my career where I knew it wouldn't, like, it, it wouldn't hurt me, right? You know. Right. But you still never did anything like that, though. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I, yeah, I still drive. I'm—I'm I'm gonna get a new truck this year. I—I I finally am gonna you bite the bullet and. Well, that red one truck. you have, that you're the big old beast you're driving, yeah, is pretty big red. Bad, yeah, yeah, I know. It's—it's it's an 07. I mean, it's like. Well, yeah, that's what yeah. more than that's 11 years, 12 years old. 12 years old. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, you just kind of hold on to stuff. And. So as we're finishing up, bro, let me hit a couple more points. Yeah. So, uh, tell me about your pitching in the World Series, man. What's that like? It was awesome. That's like I mean, yeah. the. That's I mean, when you're when you're growing up and your dream is to play yeah. baseball, that's yeah. like the the, the the pinnacle. Yeah, the pinnacle. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's why you play. Yep. Yeah, I, mean, I was fortunate enough to do really well in the postseason. So. Um, yeah, you were like the dude in the postseason. Yeah. Like people, even though you could just, maybe your regular season wasn't like the best, but they knew that you were like, you brought it during the postseason. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I mean, it, but what's that pressure it, like? The it's World, the World it's really it's really not like I, I just felt like. You know, like now you've gotten to that point. Now you just you continue to do what you've been doing your whole career. Like, like, like I felt like I, I had so many chances, and God blessed me with so many times to recover, and, and I worked my my tail off yeah. to get back from these from these injuries yeah. and the places that I'd been. And it was like I I felt like I said it perfect when they asked me like, well, do you feel like there's any pressure for you know for the when the World Series was happening? I said, no, I said, pressure for me, I said, was taking my family to a foreign country that I've never been to and go play baseball. I said, and I said, that Mm. felt like was way more pressure than, than walking on the field right now and and the world watching. I I mean, like, like me having a kid and taking it across the country, 
you know, when he, he flew on his first birthday yeah. and, and this is it, you know, like I looked at it like this is my last opportunity when I went to Japan to make money for my family. Yeah. And I just, and I was fortunate enough, like I said, to do well, but I mean, that was felt like that was the pressure is for me to do well when I went to Japan. And so, so like, what's like the media like though, around, around the World Series and just like the circus, yeah, bro, yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah, it's gnarly, man. It's, uh, I don't know, I mean, you just, you, you, it sounds weird, but you, if you only allow awesome. it to get big, if you want it to get big. Right. Right. You know, if you treat it small and answer with short questions and not really elaborate, it doesn't really give them too much to right, to right. go off. Of, there's you nothing know else to chew on. Yeah, there's nothing there. Yeah, exactly. So I would just be kind of short with my answers and, and to the point and just right. be like, yeah, I'm gonna go out there and do what I've been doing. Yeah. You know, and they and they're like, you really oh, okay. can't say anything yeah, with that. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I'm I'm treating it just like another start. Yeah. And that's the way I had to. So after that World Series and all that exposure, man, were you getting pulled like a million different directions? Not too bad. Um, in Texas, yeah. I mean, I think it's it's a little different. Um, I ran into a guy that recognized me yesterday here in town, and 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 he. What did he say? No, he just wanted to say hi. He just said he was a fan. Was he yeah. was he from Texas? No, or? he's from here. You okay. know, and just and, but, I, but for me, I don't get recognized very much here right. locally. I just right. don't. More you know? so and, unless I'm like at a baseball function or something like that. Right. But um, but yeah, but going in like. I, you know, getting off the plane in, in Texas, I mean, and I feel like I get recognized. Right. So it's just the, you know, where, where my name is, is bigger, you know, and yeah. that's what I was able to do when I was there. So, so you had a, a surgery, Colby, that not a lot of, actually, I don't think anybody comes back from you had hip. What, what kind of surgery did you exactly have on your hip? What was it called? Uh, it's a hip resurfacing. It's a like hip a, resurfacing. Yeah. It's a hip. Basically it's a, it's a hip, it's an active hip replacement. So, yeah. It's, so, it's so like you take your back, like, what, yeah. what, like what was because I remember when you had that bro and they yeah. were like yeah Kobe's career is probably he's not gonna be able to come back or pro chances are he's not gonna come back yeah um what kind of put me over the edge is like I just couldn't I couldn't pitch anymore my it was I was hurting my arm I was wasn't getting through and I was just like I looked at my wife after trying to do a rehab start you know when my when my arm was hurting and, and my hip was killing me and and I'm out there throwing like 82 miles an hour and and I just walked off the field and I said I told her I said I'm I gotta get my hip done I said, if it, uh, um, if if I have any chance to to do it again, uh, then I got to get this thing done. And so we just researched it, found a guy, Dr. Edwin Sue, out of New York, the best, like a guru doing it. So, bro, on something like that, does the league pay for it, or do you pay for it? So it's uh, no, the 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 team, it, the, both the insurances. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. So. No, I mean it, it's 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 like I hurt basically I hurt myself under their watch right okay. so, so it's like an on-the-job yeah type on the job type it's just their insurance base for it and yeah. what was your mindset bro coming back from that surgery like, like what kind of mental toughness did you have to have because I mean, bro I mean <laughs> yeah, that's they talk yeah. about a mind game yeah I mean I felt like what kind of set me up for a lot of my injuries and in career in my throughout my career was having that Tommy John so young and having yeah, having really at young. 16 you know I think Strasburg just had it uh, what two years ago um I don't know. I thought he. Or yeah. Which who did I? I, th I, yeah. thought, I thought it There's was been lots of guys that just yeah. recently had it, but um, driving myself to and from therapy, you know, doing all my therapy at home at 16 years old. Mm -hmm. um, so I felt like every injury that I had after that was just kind of like, all right, here we go again. You know, yeah. like another yeah. little speed. I, I called them little speed bumps. Speed bumps. You know, and yeah, that was just another little speed bump. Bump. Yeah. It, it's just a little another little blip in the radar. Right. Moving on. Nothing, it's not going to affect you, you know. So, so you had your baby mindset, already. Yeah, go ahead. 
what kind of support, bro, did your wife give? I mean, how how powerful was it to have your wife like? Because I'm gonna just tell you, like, I've been in business for 13 years, and and I'll tell you, man, in business, you definitely have your ups and your downs. And if you're married, man, and if you don't have that wife, that sometimes she's not the nicest person. <laughs> but as a as a guy like us, right? I mean, yeah. that's that's trying to achieve certain levels in life. You need that sometimes that pushback, or yeah. to, or to get off your ass and get moving type of mentality, or feel right. sorry for yourself later, or, or you know like that right. person. Yeah, and and I feel like she she's always been that way. I, I I'm a pretty good like self motivator, especially when it came like from yeah. knowing what I had to do for my family. Right. But um, there was one time, and it was early in my career, right when um, when our, my son was born. I was in in Oakland, and I'd just gotten sent out. And um, so there was like 10 days left of minor league baseball. And I just got sent, sent out from Oakland. It was like August 20th, you know? And so season's over of minor leagues at the end of August. Right. So I'm like, and I, I'm not on the roster. So I'm like, and we get like, the league will allot you 10 days, but most guys just re, like take one day and report the next day. Right. But you can take 10 days and get things figured out, moving situations, whatever. That's what you're allotted, 10 days to report to the minor leagues. So I was like, I'm not even going to go back to Sacramento. I'm like, I was so mad. Like, I'd gotten called up. Frustrated. Frustrated. Yeah. And just the way the year was going, I pitched lights out in AAA. And I'm like, why am I going back here? We suck in the big leagues. Like, why don't I, why, I are you send, why, why, why are you sending me out 10 days before rosters expand in September? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I was just mad. You know? And I'm like... I told I told my wife I remember calling her I said hey I'm coming home packing all the stuff in the apartment and I said I'm just coming home she's like no you're not she's like there's 10 days left go go pitch one more time and then you can come home because I was scheduled one more start and then I then the season was over right and I'm like all right you're right you're right and so that was like the one time I felt like she checked me and I and like I needed that you know just because I mean I that was the one time I was real bitter with baseball and yeah. And I felt like that was the only time though. So And it just took those words from your wife yeah. for her to and which is like... which is crazy and I'll finish the story. So I report, pitch my one last time, and it's uh two days before rosters um expand in and I'm just before the season's over and I'm driving back home from Sacramento. So Team USA calls and you can't like you can't be on a big league roster and play for Team USA. So they call and they say, Hey, would you like to come and be with us and go to Taiwan and do some preliminary stuff and pitch for us. And I'm like, pitch for my country? Absolutely. I'm like, it gives me goosebumps. I'm like, right. absolutely. That's you know, amazing. like so I immediately call my wife. She's like, see, that's why you report. You know? <laughs> so that's and awesome. Then, and so then get this, the very next so I tell me yeah, I absolutely I'm in, right? The very next day, last day of the season, big league calls and repurchased my contract and I go back to Oakland for September. Wow. So I could have gone home. Yeah. And been home and they would have been, been like, bitter. And been bitter. Right. And not had that opportunity where Team USA called and then get called up and make, you know, another month of big league pay. Right. So, yeah. That's awesome, man. And not only that, but then I, I remember when you, when you were during the season and, and uh, for a while, Jenny would, or your wife would work out. I haven't met it. Yeah. Your wife would work out where, you know, we work out at today with Pat. Um, I remember, man, she had to hold down the fort while you were gone. And so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a tough woman right there. Yeah, a strong I know. woman to have to afford hold down where you can go out there and take care of your family doing, you know, what you love. Yeah, she she definitely is the organizer organizer. Um 
does all of her vacation still does all that kind of stuff she loves to travel and uh um that's what's weird is like i felt like i'd really want to be home after after i was done yeah. and retired now yeah. and now i'm like it's like this this year and like maybe six months ago i'm like i, I want to be like going again right, like i just right. want to like you caught your second win right like yeah so and I, and I think this job that the rangers uh allowed me to to take on um with them is giving me that like i can get out of the house for a week out right. of the month just and, a little taste yeah and just go and be around the guys and because i think that's what guys miss the most is oh, yeah. that clubhouse atmosphere that locker, locker that'd be able to like sit around and rap with each other and just right. you know bounce ideas off each other and yeah because the physical side of things is 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 what it is yeah. and you know that is a whole nother pressure but the relaxation of being with the guys and just talking baseball yeah is a whole nother thing so speaking of the rangers and where you're at right now what is what are you doing because i know you and i when we were t- we were working out together we were talking and you said you did have something going with the rangers i mean right. well what's your role right now what are you doing um well my title is special assistant to gym and i feel like they guys that, w- that have been within organizations for a long time um they want to keep those guys around and not only just for our faces but to because we had success for a long time in the big leagues um they want to get us around these young guys and kind of just just talk with them like i said just sit down next to them yeah yeah and see and be like hey man what were you thinking out there yeah like you know you had runners in second and third what what, i mean what why'd you throw a fastball right there you know like give me i want to hear your thought process and feedback and i'll give you a little bit of mine if you like it you don't then you can let it go in one ear and out the other yeah but um, it's it's just different because you see, like our coaching staff is pro, you know is one of the best around, and um, it's it's just different. It's like when your dad tells you to do something, but and then it's like when your coach tells you to do something. Right. So you kind of get these, these coaches, these coaches that are around these kids all the time. Right. It's it's almost like a father figure to them, right. and so then when we kind of pop in and out, they kind of look at us like, oh. So even that's though, what he meant. So even though know? the coach may have been telling them this, yes. and then Colby comes in and says the same thing, right? Like a Darren Oliver, a Mike Young, or, right. or that's the other guys that I work with that have been with the organization for right. a long time. Um, you know, like Tory Hunter took on a role with the Twins, same type of deal. Um, but there's a lot of us that kind of just take on these roles after and and just kind of help mentor. You know, like these younger guys. And so. Like, is it going to be something you're going to be doing throughout the entire season, or was yeah. it just for spring? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so how often do you got to fly back to Texas? I, I'll, I'm leaving this week, and I'm going to go out for uh, spring training okay. again that, for, for the third time. Yeah, up, right? yeah, finishing up. I'll be there the last couple of days for the big league camp, and then um, also watch the minor league guys for a couple of days, okay. and then uh, and then once um, April rolls around, then just mix in. I go fly in. We got two clubs in in North Carolina. Fly in and see them for a series. Fly back home. So vice versa, we got a club in, in Frisco, right outside of Arlington, um, oh, Dallas area. So it's our double A, and then triple A's in Nashville. So yeah, I just fly in and fly out. And, and so, out. Um, what do you think about the Rangers this season? How are we looking? I think we're going to be a little sneaky. I mean, they're, they're, they, they, I think they predict us to lose like, I mean, only win like 70 games. Yeah. But I, I feel like if our staff, I mean, pitching and defense is, is, is it. Is everything. Yeah. You know, I mean, you can look at our World Series teams and, and see, who we had and the innings that we put up and uh, the games that we, you know, that we kept our ball club in. And, and that's really what ultimately is what is going to carry a team. Yeah. If those guys stay healthy, then we'll be in good shape. And if we don't, that, then, you know, yeah, it's just, cause I remember when I was talking to you, uh, uh, 
maybe it was a couple years ago, and you're like, man, you know, winning the World Series is all about uh, pitching and timely hitting. Yeah. And, and that's exactly what that World yeah. Series came down to. And yeah. I remember I was watching the World Series, and that's exactly what won it. And I remember thinking to myself, that's exactly what Colby said, <laughs> pitching and timely hitting. Yeah. I forgot who won it that year, but that's exactly what won it. So let me yeah. tell you. Mike Trout just got uh, breaking news on ESPN. He is finishing up a 12-year extension with the, uh, I don't know, what are the Anaheim Angels? Los Angeles, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Long Beach Angels, yeah, I have no yeah, idea, whatever they are now. The, the team down south. The Pass. team down south, that's not the Dodgers. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so he just, he's working on a, finishing up a 12-year, $430 million extension, brother. What, like? It's a couple dollars. You could manage that, Maybe right? you can buy some lunch or something. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Yeah, I don't and even then, know where to yeah. begin with that. What, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, he's the best player in the game right now. So he's I five mean, tool guy, right? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, he, you know, hits. I mean, he, he does. He does everything. Um, plus, he's the face. So let me ask you: he's Is, is, is he your favorite player? I mean, did you enjoy hitting him a couple times? I actually did hit him a couple times. <laughs> um, he got me. He he got me for a homer. Uh, but like. I don't know. I like still like I can still break down guys. I mean, he's a, he's a low ball hitter. If you watch him swing, he's a low ball hitter. So we wore him out, elevated fastballs above the belt, and then I of course I would do my thing with sliders off the plate and run a sinker in every once in a while to reset yeah. the trap. But I mean, it's kind of like, um, yeah. And then Pujols is the opposite. You know, hits right after him. He's a high ball hitter. Well, I remember you telling some down. stories yeah. about Pujols. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it. I mean, for him, I mean, he's not he's not gonna have to worry about much. You know. He's gonna have a lot more friends out there, that's for sure. So, brother, if somebody gets a contract for four hundred thirty million, like what? Did, so, I know we were kind of talking about numbers earlier. What exactly is he uh, that is he gonna keep? Like, what is he actually gonna see? Well, I mean, you know, I mean, he's gonna he's probably taxes and everybody taxes half that? and what he wants to spend and how, who knows what type of it's like ten twenty million dollar home he wants to buy or if he doesn't, you know. And yeah. jer- I mean, he's a jer- he's a a Philly guy, so I mean, I don't know if he's. Buys a nice house there. Oh, I, I mean, it, it just kind of depends, you know, on where he lives and, and where he's going to get taxed at. Because in California, he's going to play 60, what, no, 80, um, 81 games at home. Yeah. So he's going to pay the 13% at home yeah. for paying for that money. And then every, of course, I, we didn't really touch on that, but every city we go to, you got to pay taxes. We pay taxes in that, in that, in that so city. So when you file taxes, brother, your tax guy's yeah, got my ta- Yeah, yeah, Steve Resnick, man, he's got. He's stacks, right? Because every state yeah. you played. Well, not in. so much the last couple of years, but yeah, right. but yeah. But when you used in your heyday, you yeah. in every state you played, and you had to pay a certain. Yep. Either I'd, I'd either get a couple hundred bucks back, or have to pay a couple hundred bucks. It was yeah. just one of those things that, like, yeah, it. That's just. Yeah. Hey, so that's and, ju- and just so you guys know, I had the chance. I remember when I went out there to watch uh, Colby play, and uh, we the nickname for him at the at the gym is Big Wally. And I remember it was kind of cool just seeing Kobe out there. He was uh, he was pitching. He was in town to pitch against the Angels, and it was just kind of cool. I mean, even though I know him as the guy, not the baseball player, it was kind of cool to see him in his environment, and everybody's screaming. You know, I remember he was warming up pitching right there uh, in Anaheim, and and uh, just watching him, and everybody's screaming. You know, Kobe or Hey, just trying to get his attention. And I remember I yelled out, Hey, Big Wally. And for a split second, he turned around and looked at me and kind of gave me the nod. And that's cool because, one, he knew it was a local guy. But, two, I could just tell from his nod like the dude was in the zone. So it was kind of – it wasn't like, hey, man, what – no, no, no. It was a very subtle nod, but it was enough for him to let me know that he acknowledged me. But I could tell that the dude was locked in. 
and it was game time and it was time for him to go to work. So that honestly for me, I'm not a huge baseball fan, but that was cool enough for me to be like to see to see one of my guys go out there and just like that's what he does for a living to take care of his family. It was one of probably my personal experiences that I had, bro, and that's something I will always have with me because right on. Yeah. It was awesome, man, to see you that engaged and like it was almost like I ain't gonna say nothing else because this dude's like dialed in right now. Yeah, I mean that's like the thirty minutes, especially when I'm playing catch and everything else. I yeah, just, you were I just, right. Yeah, that's what you were doing. It's, it's weird. I mean, when you play the game for as long as I did, I think that you just you mentally just you you kind of go to this spot for me anyway that like you don't really really recognize a lot of things that's going on because you're, I feel like I was. Like I process everything. Like I already have the lineup set in my head, so I'm right. processing like what's what's happening, what's gonna happen, yeah. like you know, just just different scenarios constantly going through my head. And then once I, only when I'm playing catch, that's when you yelled at me, like yeah. when I was walking in yeah. uh, to go up to the bullpen. Yeah. And because uh, I remember, and once I get to the bullpen, now it's just like, okay. Now I'm just focusing on, all right, this is what my pitches are doing today. This is how I feel today. How am I gonna go up now? How am I gonna like start to attack these guys because of how, of how I feel? Right. So, but yeah, it's kind of like it's. That's awesome. Yeah, it's like a yeah. whole. For me, bro, I'll, I will always remember that. So I'll finish up with this last question: Who's the best pitcher right now in your mind ever in your era? Who's the best pitcher you ever seen? That just to you, like, was it the fastest? Maybe not, but the dude could just flat out pitch. Um, there's there's a couple guys out right now. I mean, I I, I definitely think you know. Um, as much as everybody gets on him about his postseason stuff, um, Kershaw, yeah. you know, I mean, he's definitely got, he's real intricate. He's got his things, you know, his wind up, his delivery and right, stuff like that. Different. He's getting a little older. Yeah. Glossy's kind of tipping. Um, but um, he's able to do different things with the baseball, you know, like he's, he understands it. He's going to sink it more. He's going to throw the curveball a little bit slower, speed it up. Um, and that's just pitching, you know. Um, yeah, Scherzer, Scherzer is freaking stud, man. Yeah. I mean, that guy's, He's just filthy. He just got some yeah, nasty stuff. Yeah, just nasty stuff. Um, what do you but, think about Greg Maddox? Because he's always been one of my favorite. I remember the, yeah, the Braves yeah, growing up. Yeah, they had like, Avery, yeah. Maddox, yeah, Smoltz, Smoltz, Glavin. And Glavin. I remember. And Maddox was, I mean, he wasn't fast. He was no, kind of funny looking. Yeah, yeah. But that dude would paint the corners. and yeah. like. Well, the strike zone has changed a lot since then. But he definitely did what he needed to do in the era that he pitched in and he dotted I, I like to say all the time he dotted a Nats ass yeah and that's what I say all the time is like dot that Nats ass down in a way yeah because all this stuff like like now the strike zones and everything else you can look up the um, thing that's going on right now in the shoot forget which league they're talking about moving the uh, the rubber back to 62 feet um, really? Yeah, like it's just wow. uh, and and then they're the, they're gonna incorporate, um, gosh, that uh, the TrackMan device really for, uh, for umpiring. The umpire's just gonna be there, but the TrackMan is gonna say it's gonna be oh, a ball or strike. It's, taking, yeah, yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, That's all the, the time, all the stuff in the time in between innings, yeah. and, it, and then the new major league rule they're talking about the, if you start an inning, you have to finish the inning, or you, you, you have to face a minimum of three hitters or yeah, something like that. I don't that. like that at all. It's taking it's away just, the game. Like that's what's part of matchups, and right. like that's how the game is played. Right. You know, I mean, it, it, like I feel like the game's been around for 120 years. I mean, it's like you, if you start to change it, like then where are we going to go with it? Yeah. You know, where's where's the ceiling at? Right. You know, if if that if we can get away with that, then then what's going to happen next? Right. You know, um, I just you can't take away the human element, the human side of things. Like yeah. you, I mean, you love to hear Jim Joyce back there screaming strikes. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you yeah. like to see that. You know what yeah. I mean? 
Um, it's just, you know, the 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 human element. Like, I love to walk out on the mound and see whoever, you know, Wolfie behind the plate and be like, what's up, Wolfie? You know, him throwing knuckleballs at me right. in between, you know, uh, uh, innings, you know. Um, having that relationship is part of the game, mm-hmm. you know. If you're out there being a jerk to the umpire, he's probably not going to be nice to you right. back. You know right. what I mean? It's like knowing each guy's name, being it on a personal level. I mean, that's what that's what's part of it, you know. I mean, that's what makes the game so great, you know. Yeah. It's not just the, the guys going the out mechanics. there it's, launching it's homers, the you know what I mean? It's yeah. the relationships that you develop, yeah. even with the other guys on, on the opposing teams, you know. Yeah. Run a fastball in and him kind of staring at you, you right, know, like right. you know, and be like, "All right, he didn't like it in yeah. there, so I'm gonna run another one in there and yeah. see see what he does next," you know. Yeah. So it's just it's kind of like playing the game. It's you know, like I was game within a game. Yeah, you know. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, it's just uh, and it's it's just gonna take away that that, that yeah. human side of things and. Yeah. Good pitch, bad pitch, good call, bad call. It yeah. is what it is. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. I uh, will see. Hopefully, it doesn't move on too much further than what yeah, it's kind of going. Hopefully it stays so, yeah. baseball. Yeah. So with that being said, you guys, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Kobe, man. I appreciate bro, it. Bro, I yeah. really appreciate yeah. you coming no, down to yeah, my absolutely. office and just taking some time. And, and I know we've known each other for a while, but I never really had a chance to sit there and just get an hour of your time, bro, and just talk yeah. baseball. Yeah. I, and I've been wanting to do it's this fun, for a long man. time. So yeah. I enjoy it. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. you coming down, man, and, and spending some time. You guys, I'm going to tell you, uh, if you get a chance, just uh, Colby Lewis is just a just a, a great dude, and he is what he is. And uh, if you ever get a chance to meet him, go up to him, shake his hand. But Colby, man, again, thank you so much for jumping on the Not Sure Average Financial Guy podcast. Uh, do yourself a favor and YouTube Colby Lewis playoffs because the dude just pitched some phenomenal games in the playoffs. So, with that being said, thank you guys for jumping on, and we'll keep in touch. Thank you for listening to Power Couple Financial Podcast. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Ariel or Adela Gonzalez at Arrive Financial and Insurance Services. Call 661-636-6862 or visit them online at arrivefinancialservices.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Insurance products and services offered through Arrive Financial and Insurance Services. Ariel Gonzalez, Adela Gonzalez, and Arrive Financial and Insurance Services are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.